0: Welcome to the Kick Ass Podcast. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kick Ass. I hate the government. What they take and what they represent. I hate the government. My
1: money's gone and my honey Waking up is not. You know, like a mythological moment. It's a process. I know. I've come to that realization.
0: Um, It was... What was it? Uh, Not the past election. Uh, When I first became aware of, like, Ron Paul. You know. um, A little more than eight years ago. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, I was aware of him before that, though. Actually, in, like, I want to say 90 two or something around that time um i was uh i grew up in wisconsin and i was going to minneapolis to go to college and like the day i was leaving there was a copy of like the chicago tribune on the kitchen table at my folks house and there was just a little blurb about some guy named ron paul and the libertarian party and they think that like there should just be no taxes and like people should keep what they earn. You know what I mean? And it was all this logic. And I like, I remember thinking to myself, it was just this little tiny blurb and I was like, well, that sounds way better than any other fucking politician. I've ever heard of, you know, (laughs) um, I think too, to your point about how it takes a long time. I think I have a predisposition to having been woke up and it took me 38 fucking years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and same thing with me. It was 10 years. From libertarian a name only to getting it as a principle, and most people, they're not as analytical as us. Like they, they don't need to figure it out for themselves. They don't need to have all of that uh, intellectual picture behind their worldview. Yeah. And for us, like if you started 38 years ago, you know you were really alone when you woke up like that and this is the, the the movement has been growing it's not an exponential growth curve because it's an S curve of adoption but we're still on that exponential you know uptick part of the curve and if you woke up even 20 years ago it, 10 years well, ago it, I mean,
0: this, it took me until I was 38 years old to wake up however um prior to that I had always ignored politics I always thought it was bullshit. I remember my grandma and grandpa arguing in front of the television set for like the presidential debate or during election years or whatever. Grandpa was a Democrat, grandma was a Republican, or the other way around, I'm not because They, <laughs> they seem to have swamped values over the years somehow, I'm not sure how that happened. But like every time I saw a fucking politician, I always thought, these are the most full of shit people I have ever seen in my life, I want nothing to do. So let's them give them power and put them in charge of things. And so I largely just ignored the whole thing for most of my life. I just sort, I sort of accepted everything, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, that's the man, you know, he's gonna arrest you if you do a thing. Or, well, they made a law that says you do this now, so I guess that's how it is. But I largely stayed, like, if somebody started arguing politics, I left. You know, I had, I wanted nothing to do with it. Um, As a kid, um, I was, uh, I was subject to, uh, my sister and I both were subject to severe physical abuse at the hands of my stepmonster, monster um, And we literally, like, I was, I don't know, four, she was six. We, like, ran away one night and found some nice family to take us in and, like, told them, like, hey, this is what's going on, the abuse, and we're being, you know, tortured and beaten and shit. And, like, uh, th- they called the cops. The cops take us to the cop shop. They call, you know, the dad and the stepmonster They come in, an hour or so of conversation, go, and they send us back home.
1: You know what I mean? That's like the one time Child Protective Services is supposed to do their thing.
0: Right. And so, um, you know, it didn't happen. You know, the shit went on. And it wasn't until my sister took it upon herself to leave again. She just happened to go and find the same fucking house like a year later. And the people remembered who we were. And they called the cops again. And, like, the same thing happened. They sent us back again. They finally sent CPS in. And they sent us both to foster care. But they split us up. And I'm like, really? You know, mm-hmm. looking back yeah. on it now, I'm like, how? Like, I mean, if the state cares about family yeah, at no, all. no, it, doesn't. it you know, doesn't. Which it doesn't. I found out firsthand, you know. And so. It's it, for the children. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, so I, I saw foster care firsthand, and that was just a shit show, you know. Um, my mom, uh, after she got divorced and everything, she had a nervous breakdown, became a ward of the state right for her mental illness and stayed there the state kept her literally imprisoned for the rest of her life my aunt and my uncle finally adopted both of us and uh you know we'd get to visit mom you know once a week we you know after church or whatever and i'm not a religious guy right but like they were right so we had to go to church every sunday and then after church we'd go visit mom in the loony bin right where not only did like I don't know if it's like a good thing or not to expose very young children to the loony bin you Probably know what i mean not. like in retrospect like i mean it had an impact on me and i remember some fucked up shit but the one thing i remember is it was all state run you know what i mean they were funded by federal funds and they were funded by actual state funds yeah you know what i mean and like and they did nothing they didn't help in any way shape or form they kept mom medicated the entire time you know so i have this predisposition to like you know be a rebel against the authorities who have interfered in my life and didn't do right by me and all that kind of stuff right and so I grow up with this and then I finally you know I mature and I rebel and I leave home and stuff so I just largely ignored politics I moved to Seattle in like 96 and uh, I found myself unemployed in 2007 2008 and uh, so I'm just collecting unemployment you know waiting on a job it's you know, getting close to the holiday, probably now, it's probably fall, you know, it's before the election. And I finally said, all right, I've been hearing about this politics shit, you know, I don't know what a liberal is, I don't know what a conservative is, I don't know what a Democrat is, I don't know what a Repo- I don't know these terms, you know, I'm like, I have nothing to do, I'm collecting unemployment, I'm just going to get online, and I'm going to, like, go on a mission to find out, what am I? Am I a Democrat? Am I a Republican? Am I a conservative? Am I a liberal? You know, what am I? Where do I fall within all this fucking terminology and shit? And so I just started reading shit and watching videos, and that's how I discovered you and everybody else that's sort of in that YouTube sort of, you know, anarchist, voluntarist circle because what the conclusion that I a rove? That's not a word. The conclusion <laughs> that I did arrive at was that I'm I'm none of the above. Yeah. I, I don't believe any... like sometimes they'll say something that gets kind of close but then they'll say something i'm like no that's that's totally way off right yeah no and, matter and what you, you have enough
1: off. like skepticism that you see one thing that's fundamentally flawed and you, you have to go no this is not yeah. the right principle at the bottom of it and so i felt the most free when i
0: discovered that there were other people we'll call them voluntarists uh who felt the same way as i because for the longest time i thought i was just crazy you know, I'm like, oh, because I, I don't like what the government is doing and, yeah, right. and I see the faults in their in their logic and I see that like uh, you know, prosecutors, you know, work for the state as well as the policemen work for the state and that's a conflict of interest, you know, all those things. <laughs> and like I, I saw them all and like I was I was relieved. I really was. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm just I'm just correct. You're being <laughs> you know? gaslighted by psychopaths. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but it took until I was 38 years old to, like, go on that mission, you know, to, like, within the system fall into a place where I had some time and I'm living off, like, the socialist dole on the unemployment checks. You know what I mean? And uh, it was just, and, like, you know. And it was right around the same time that somebody pointed out, I used to smoke cigarettes all the time, right? Somebody pointed out that I was R.J. Reynolds' slave. Mm. Right. And the common, the common uh, I'll call it a meme or analogy or whatever, was like, you know, statism is slavery at the time. I was kind yeah. of going around. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be RJ Reynolds, bitch. You know? <laughs> like, as soon as it hit home, I like put my cigarette out. <laughs> I made yours quit, man. Nice. You know what I mean?
1: Nice. So, man, I've struggled with cigarettes. Oh. I, was, I was really addicted when I was in Iraq. Oh, I bet. I'm getting mortared every day. You want me to worry about lung cancer? Really? Yeah. And there was that kind of abandoned attitude to it. But uh, even recently, with personal issues in my last relationship, I started with her smoking again, and then smoking out of stress. And mm-hmm. now I kind of want to get a, a tattoo to be like my my clean date from cigarettes. And now now I know the exact day of my last cigarette, and get it tattooed like really subtle, where no one but me can see it, like on the webbing of one of my fingers. Yeah. So like if I anytime if I, if I if I ever. And it'll stop me. I'll never even pick one up now. And I, I quit for, like, years, you know. I was off for years. And when I say I went back, like, it wasn't that bad, not to make excuses, but I yeah. smoked, like, two or three hand-rolled cigarettes a day. But even that, you're like, oh. Yeah. You're, 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 you're willingly giving up that emotional freedom mm-hmm. to biology and external manipulators. Yeah,
0: well, and I mean,
1: there's one thing about the tobacco, Right. Like if I grew my own tobacco. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know. Well, first like, of all, it'd be, it'd be like, and, and I mean, I kind of use that as an excuse to, to smoke, you know, American spirits, Yeah. So. American Spirit <laughs> on. And it's like, no. And, and yeah, you can, I mean, you can, yeah. but, and, and the thing is when you do, you smoke a lot less because yeah. it's, it's lower nicotine and it's cleaner, you know, but all way. the, and, all the other shit that
0: are in the other cigarettes. And even to some extent, the American spirits—it's all neuroinhibitors. It makes you dumb. Yeah, you
1: yeah. know.
0: Um, and like to me, I'm like, why am I making myself dumber? <laughs> right? You know, like, uh, you know,
1: employers and stuff are like, you're you're articulate. Because you you're too smart, you get beaten down in this system. <laughs> That's like you have to dumb yourself down to be a cog in the machine. Like it, it really is. You do. I, I mean, I used to joke, and I, I don't, I don't say this anymore because it's disrespectful and, uh, of people who make certain choices, but that nicotine, alcohol, caffeine are slave drugs. You know, yep. die young, and like you're saying, like cigarettes, you know, be addicted, be a slave. As I said, like, 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 a beer. Right, well then, like alcohol, you know, is, like forget that you're a slave, and in your case it's not that, but I think it's it's the, the reason it's legal for the, the masses is that it, it, it helps statism. Oh yeah. You know, it does, it, it's not like, and and caffeine, yeah, don't worry about your health, just work hard. And I, I don't, like, obviously marijuana is in huge contrast to that. Like, marijuana makes, you know, opens your mind. Oh, you at least can't smoke pot without realizing the government's full of crap at this point. You know, <laughs> right, I mean, that's
0: kind right, of a nice right. side effect. Well, and there's plenty of evidence for uh, marijuana being a healer.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. You know, so, like, I mean, I think the mood is changing. Well, it's funny that I'm, I'm finally here in Washington State, which is, like, one of my favorite places. I mean, my... my uh, my mom lives in Friday Harbor. My brother just moved to oh, Seattle shit. for a nursing job. Oh, nice! Uh, he's going to be here tonight. My mom's not going to be here tonight, but she's going to make it to the event in Portland tomorrow, which is really cool. That she's going down for that. Okay. Since she can't be here tonight, and uh, it's like I, I recently had to cut back on weed. I had to, you know, like, it's it's dis- it's almost dangerous because it's so safe, <laughs> you know. Like, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I, I, it was easy for me to slip into full-time stonerism and with my last relationship falling apart uh, I realized that it was preventing me from connecting with people because I wasn't as good of a listener, uh-huh. um, and okay. and it, it wasn't like the reason like it was so it's so dangerous is that it's insidious you don't notice I mean you can be as I was an extremely high functioning stoner I mean I would the only thing I would not do really really high is give speeches or do interviews you know <laughs> at least be able to maintain a reasonably coherent line of thought but like I would get I would wake up first thing in the morning smoke a little uh, bowl out of a bong. And go work on the chainsaw. Yeah. And you know, um, my my fiance would like bring me breakfast while I was out there, and then I, I like I just eat whatever I wanted all day. I eat a pint of ice cream before going to bed, and not gain weight when I'm like doing you You're know lucky 10, 10, 12, 10, 12 hours of, of hard labor yeah. a day. Yeah. Your body doesn't put on weight in that mode. Right. Sorry, like you know. So it was. Uh, but you know, it, it, I, in that sense, for that kind of stuff. And for a lot of people, like it's a positive adjustment but I realized that it, it wasn't for me and, and recently decided to cut back yeah. and well at first I, I was like, oh crap I gotta quit and right. I quit for like a month cold turkey and it was nice to have that like recalibration and then after uh, a month I realized like there were some times like for just controlling not I don't say control like, it's, it, it's like the way people oh I need a drink you know you know it, it, for that stress moment. Yeah. for that anxiety to take you back you know it's, it's very helpful and it's a lot safer than alcohol and a lot more mild and appropriate than alcohol
0: I'd like to thank you for listening my guests for participating and especially the punk rock band 390 for contributing music if you want to find me I'm on Facebook facebook.com forward slash the reverend captain kickass thanks peace